Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. First Kings 3, 15 through 4, 1. Then Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered burnt offerings and made peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. Solomon wisely judges. Then two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. It happened on the third day after I gave birth that this woman also gave birth to a child, And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, only the two of us in the house. This woman's son died in the night because she laid on it. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your maidservant slept. And I laid and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead son in my bosom. When I rose in the morning to nurse my son, behold, he was dead. But when I looked at him carefully in the morning, behold, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, no. For the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. But the first woman said, No, for the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, The one says, This is my son who is living, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, for your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. The king said, Get me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. The king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. 
Then the woman whose child was the living one spoke to the king, for she was deeply stirred over her son and said, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, He shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king said, Give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is his mother. When all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had handed down, they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Now King Solomon was king over all Israel. Luke 24:13 through 29, the road to Emmaus. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us. When they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going farther. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. Here in 1 Kings 3 uh, and to 4 1, and in Luke 24. Um, there's a couple things that are pretty prevalent, but it's it could easily be summed up into one little thought. The truth will always be exposed as the truth. So even when fallacies are coming in and there's a, a uh, counter argument to the truth and people are trying to get their own way or their own thoughts or their own uh, just reality and what is is there the truth will always come through so in uh first kings you can see that solomon the king sitting before them was just having these higher matters brought to him and apparently none of the other um officials could handle the situation with the two women but as everyone is sitting and waiting to see how the king responds to this dilemma he just simply comes up with a solution knowing the truth will always be exposed so him threatening to kill the child of course brings the actual mother to action 
and she would rather lose her child, allowing him to live in a false relationship with another mother than actually for him to lose his life. And, uh, you know, being a father and having children, I can understand how she would respond that way. But the other woman said, nope, kill him. We'll each take half. Because in her heart, she knows her child is dead. And now she's in a, a state of denial and trying to create her own truth, which of course is a fallacy. And when faced with it, her response really just goes straight to wickedness out of the pain that she's experienced. Just kill him. I don't care because it wasn't her son. And then you can see on the road to Emmaus where the two are walking and then Jesus comes to them and they're walking along and and just sharing with Jesus the uh, I mean he's acting like he doesn't know and they're sharing with him the details of what has happened that Jesus was crucified on a cross and laid in a tomb and and now he's missing and they're not certain that they don't know what's to um, really see what's to understand in this situation And Jesus just simply says, can't you just look at the truth that's in Scripture and know? Can't you just dig into the Scriptures that have been given to you for generations, which has prophesied of this very thing? And then, of course, they understand He is Jesus. And now... They're just wanting him to stay. Now that the truth has been exposed, they're just, no, stay with us. No, 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 don't leave. We want you here. Of course, because the truth will always be exposed. And when you know that you're sitting in the presence of greatness, like Solomon with having the wisdom of God, it was easy for him to rule over Israel because they had seen and, and witnessed this wisdom. And with Jesus, it's easy to sit there and and desire to have more of him because they know they're sitting in the presence of the king. So in our lives, whenever we're faced with a dilemma or an uncertainty, we need to, of course, seek the answers from the king by diving into scriptures, by seeing what the scriptures have to say, not what the world has to say about the situation, but what the scriptures have to say about the situation, and then going just straight to the king and asking him, reveal to me the truth. Holy Spirit, let me see the truth in this situation. And then just knowing that being in the presence of our king is... It's overwhelming. And when you've truly experienced sitting in the presence of our King, you'll never want Him to leave. The Father, thank you for these scriptures and thank you that you you have shared your wisdom with us in the scriptures. And I ask that when it comes time that I have struggles, that uh, I'm reminded to go and seek the truth in your word. And 
in your word that was made flesh as well. And Jesus, you're so faithful, uh, not only in what you did as a sacrifice for us, but also that you reign, you sit on the throne, and you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And you've asked us and called us to have dominion over this broken world. And Father, I pray that it's your kingdom that come, your will that will be done here on earth as we, as the authority and dominion has been given to us, live our days trying to draw your kingdom and your will near. And Holy Spirit, guide us in all truth because we know that no truth can be ignored. No truth can be swept away and cast aside because your truth will always come true. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at Win Big Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.